Hilfus Ritzia for Shemir's Nefesh, Perak Achadasar, Chapter 11, Aleph. In this parak, we're going to explain the mitzvah of a ma'aka, of a guardrail on the roof, and um, different prohibitions the Chachamim placed because of Sakana. Aleph, mitzvah Zasei Lasis Odomaka, the Gagan, it's a positive, command, positive commandment for a man to build a guardrail. Shinemar, as it says, Vasisa Maka, the Gagacha, the Terror says that you shall make a guardrail, a gather for your roof. Ushia Bezdira, the supplies with regards to a building used as a dwelling. Aval, Besa Yitzaris, Ubesa Bokr, Yitzaben, Enzakofle. Warehouse or a cattle barn or something similar, that's not Arba Any building that's not four by four, six feet, which is not Royal Adida, is putter from a guardrail. Base A house owned by two partners requires a maket. Shinemrak says for one who falls may certainly fall from it. Like Tala El Benefal, the Torah um, stems the obligation from the fact that one may fall. In Kelam and Emmer, God Gecha, why does the Torah say your roof? The might, but the Knesias, but the Midrashis, to exclude shuls or house of studies, She'enam, Asri, and Ladida, which are not intended to serve as dwellings. Hoi said, Rishus Arabim, Gavaya, Migagre, and Zopaglamaka. If the Rishus Arabim is higher than a person's roof, he does not need to make a maka. Zatera says to prevent people from falling from the roof and not onto the roof. Gibel. Goiva hamaka in pachas ma'asar tfachim teshleipal mimenu hanefal. The height of the maka should not be any less than ten tfachim so that a person who might fall will not fall from it. The mark has to be a partition strong enough to enable a person to lean on it without falling. Anywhere who leaves his roof open without a makkah negates the observance of a mitzvah and violates a negative mitzvah. As it says, Do not cause blood to be spilled in your home. Don't get malchus on this because there's no maisa. <coughs> this requirement applies to roof and similarly to any place that might present a danger and cause a person to stumble and die. For example, if a person has a well or a cistern in his chutzer, in his courtyard, he may erect a sand wall ten high around them or make a cover for them so that the person will not fall and die. To remove any obstacle that can pose a danger to life and to be careful regarding these matters. Beware for yourself and guard your soul. If a person leaves the dangerous obstacles and does not remove it, he is and his over on do not cause blood to be spilled. Hey, Harbidvarm Asra Khacham Meshish Bahim Sakanas the Fashis. The Khacham forbade many matters because they involve Sakanas the Fashis. Bahala Ever Alain Vaver. Vaimer Harini Misaki Batsmi. 
If a person says, I'll risk my life, it doesn't matter what others, uh, what does this matter to others, or I'm not careful about these things, he should be given Makis Mardis. Who is that? A person should not place his mouth over a conduit through which water flows and drinks. A person should not drink from rivers and lakes. Maybe he'll swallow a leech without seeing. A person should not drink water that was left uncovered. Perhaps a snake drink from the Okay, it's offer um, things like a poisonous quality animals that might have dropped from the <coughs> These are the liquids that are forbidden if left uncovered. one or wine whose flavor has begun to change to vinegar. and milk. And honey, and brine. Other liquids are not forbidden if left uncovered because venomous animals will not drink from them. When garlic has been crushed or watermelon cut open, it's also to eat from it. The Isra against Gile does not um, apply to. To um, <coughs> but wine has been boiled, unfermented wine. We taste this What does unfermented wine mean? It means from the time it was squeezed from the grapes until three days have passed. The Israel against drinking Gilo beverages does not apply to wine, water, and milk that are hot to the extent that vapor rises from them, nor to liquids into which liquid is descended from drop from drop, provided a liquid continuously descends. For crawling animals fear bubbles and vapor and will not drink from them. Test me make question mishlokus and make tunmas and imbemishum gile. Gile does not apply to water used for pickling, cook food, or cooking fetch. The Isra does not apply to pickled food, cooked food, or vetch that have been left to soak in water. If they're not nice and they're Water which the quince and Syrian peers were washed for a sick person is forbidden if left uncovered. Um, the Isra against Gilead does not apply with sharp tasting substance like pepper, bitter substances like wormwood are mixed with wine to the extent that its flavor changes. When we say that it's usher, it's forbidden whether it was left uncovered in the day or night, and this applies even when a person was sleeping besides the liquid. The common issue we ask um, for why because crawling animals are not afraid of sleeping men. The common issue we ask for how long must the liquid be left uncovered to be forbidden? For as long as it takes for a crawling animal to emerge from under the container, drink and return to this place. You'd be sheer amayim shiasu. The quantity of water that becomes forbidden if uncovered, the amount which 
which the venom could remain a distinct, a distinct entity and cause them damage, danger. If there is so much that the venom will be nullified as if it does not exist, the water is permitted. This applies to water contained in utensils of the ground. The same applies to other liquid. does not apply to a stream that is following even slightly. When a container of wine is left uncovered in a chest uh, or a closet or a large container in a pit that is even 100 amas deep, in a tower that's 100 amas high, or in a hall that is ornamented with plaster, it's also. It's mutter, sorry. If there is a hole, it's also. How big is the hole? How big is the hole? large enough for a child to insert his finger. When a jug is left uncovered, a person should not drink from it, even nine people drink from it, without dying. There was a mice, there was a story that occurred, and it was reported that the tenth person who drank from a jug died. Why? Because the venom of the snake sank to the bottom of the jug. There's a venom from some crawling animals that rises to the surface of liquids, and other venom that becomes suspended in the middle. Everything is forbidden, the supplies, even when filtered the liquid with a filter. When a watermelon was left uncovered, even nine people partook of it without dying, a tenth should not partake of it. Water that is left on cover should not be poured into a shusarabim, nor should it be used to settle the dust of a home, nor should it be used to mix mortar, nor should it be used to, to wash a person's face, to water one's animal or animal belonging to a friend. It may, however, be used to water a cat. It designed last Allah for the pedic, Isa Shinilishabulin. When dough has become mixed with water that has been left uncovered, it should be burned. This applies even if the dough was truma, even if it has been baked, it's forbidden. Hilchus Ritzeach Shmeras Nefesh Perik Shnei Maser holding down the twelfth Perik Aleph Behema Chaya Eiv Shneshachan Hanachos Okayetzabai When an animal, a beast, or a chicken has been bitten by a snake, Oish Ochlu Sam Hamemis Haadam Kedem Shishtana Begufan, or it ate poison that killed a person, and the nature of that poison has not changed in the animal's body. Asurim Yishem Nesakonas Nefashos It's Asurim It's Not Nesakonas Nefashos The figure therefore. If an animal was found with its feet cut, even though they are promoted because it's possible that a poisonous crawling animal bit it. How should meat be checked? 
If the meat does not break and the pieces react differently from ordinary roast meat, it's acceptable. Figs. And zucchini. And grapes, I'm sorry. And zucchini. Cucumbers. And watermelons. Or cucumbers. Even if they're very big, whether they're disconnected or they're connected, even if they're in the basicle, if it has moist, and there's a bite over there, it's also because perhaps I'm worried that a snake ate it. Even if a person saw a bird or a rat sitting and making holes in the fruit, perhaps they made the hole in the place of the existing hole. Gimel, when the stem of a grape or a fig has been removed, so it's not considered gilei. Therefore, a person may eat figs and grapes at night without being concerned. A fig that has a hole but dry to the extent that it can be considered a dried fig, and a date that has had a hole and dries. So then, mutaris, they are permitted. It's forbidden for a person to place coins or dinarim in his mouth. Maybe there be the remnants of dried spittle from a leper or a mitzayda, or sweat on them. All sweat of a person is poisonous except for the face. A person should not place the palm of his hand under the armpits. Lest his hands have touched a leper or a poisonous substance, for hands are active. A person should not place cooked dish under the couch. Even though he is in the midst of a meal. Lest an entity that could harm him fall into the food without him noticing. A person should not stick a knife into an esrik. Or a radish. Lest a person fall on a point and die. It's forbidden for a person to pass under a wall that is leaning or a shaky bridge or enter a room. All the rest of the Sakonis, Oster, Laver, Munkemen, it's dangerous for these or other reasons. It's forbidden for a Yid to enter into privacy with a Goy. Because they are suspected for bloodshed. A person should not accompany a Goy in a way. If a Goy encounters a Yid, a Yid encounters a Goy on a journey, you should make sure the Goy is at his right. They're making a ascent or a descent together. The Yid should be careful that he should be in the higher position and the Goy in the lower position, but not vice versa. Nor should a Jew bend down before a Goy lest he crush his skull. When a Goy asks a Yid where is he going, you should give him a misleading answer. As Yaakov gave to Esau, 
Shinemar, as it says, Adashayovi El Adeni Seira until I come to my master in Seir. Test Ostralika Rufua Mina Akum Elim Kenis Yashu Mimenashikh. It's forbidden to take medication from a goy unless there's no hope that the sick person will live. Vasili Srapis Mina Apikiris, half of peace, and Isyashu Menoshami Masha Akharov. It's forbidden to be healed by a Apikiris, even though, even if there is no hope that the person will live. It's permitted to take medication from a goy, for an animal, or for an external affliction, compressed or a bandage. If, however, the affliction involves danger in life, it's us. Any medication from a goy, or for any medication which is a misrapa, you cannot get misrapa. Yud. It's permitted to ask the opinion of a goy and follow his directives as if he sees. If he says, this drug is good for you, you should perform these and these treatments. But one should not take prescription from him directly. It's forbidden to have one's hair cut by going in a private domain, because maybe it'll kill you. The person who's here is being cut, it's important. It's a person, it's an important person, it's permitted. Because the guy would be afraid to kill him. It's also permitted for a person who creates an impression of being an important personage, persona for a guy, Shabarber, so that he will fear him and not kill him. Have his hair cut by him. Base. Oster Limker Lakum Kokliya Machama. It's forbidden to sell Goyim any weaponry. We not sharpen weapons for them or sell them a knife, chains put on the necks of prisoners. So you're not allowed to sharpen weapons for them or sell them a knife, chains put on the necks of prisoners, fetters, iron chains, raw Indian irons, beers, lions, or any other object that can cause danger to people at large. One may, however, sell them shields, for they serve only for the purpose of defense. Just as it's forbidden to sell such weaponry to a guy, so too it's forbidden to sell it to a yid who will sell it to a guy. It's permitted to sell weapons to the soldiers of the country in which one lives because they defend the Jewish inhabitants of the land. Um, Every article that is forbidden to be sold to a guy is also forbidden to be sold to a Jewish robber, for by doing so, one reinforces a transgressor and causes him to sin. Anyone who causes a person who is blind with regards to a certain matter to stumble and give him improper advice, or one who or reinforces a aver who is spiritually blind, for he does not see the path of death because of the desires of heart, when a person comes to ask advice for you, give him proper counsel. It's forbidden to give good advice to a wicked guy or a servant. 
It's even forbidden to counsel him to observe the mitzvah if he perseveres his wickedness. Daniel was uh, subjected to a test solely because he advised Nebuchadnezzar to give him tzedakah. Except to you, redeem your sin through charity. We're holding now the last pedic. We're going to finish now the safe in Ezekiel. When a person encounters a friend who is on his journey and his animal has fallen under his load. So it doesn't matter. He has to help the person with his burden. The supply is whether the animal is carrying a burden appropriate or a burden greater than it could bear. Remember, as it says, Oz of Tazim Ima, you shall surely help him. We base will Ephraim be an Echel and Nibo, Vielle Hele Yokim Ima, Viaxi, Vitin Masolo. One should not unload the animal and depart, leaving the person in panic. She never hock him talking Ima, Zemisasa, you have to help the person reload. Minicha Nibo, Vale Parak, Vileton, Bitzel Mitsasa, Barbara Mitsasa. If one leaves the wayfarer in panic without either unloading or reloading, so one has negated the observance of a positive mitzvah. And as Abraham Mitzvah as it says, you should not see the donkey of your brother and conceal yourself. If a coin sees an animal fallen in the cemetery, he does not get tummy, he does not make himself tummy. Just as he does not um, contract tuma with regard to lost object. If he's an elder whose practice is not to unload and load the animals, since he's beneath his dignity, he's not chayv. This is a general rule. If the animal were his own and he would unload and reload, he's obligated to unload and reload for his friend. If he's a pious and goes beyond the measure of the law, even if he's a great Nasi and sees his animal belonging to a friend, fallen under a load or a straw, reasons the like, he should unload and load it with its owner. Hey. If one unloaded and reloaded the animal and it fell again, one is obligated to unload and reload it again. Even a hundred times. For this reason, a person must accompany the animal for a parcel unless the owner of the burden says that he's not necessary. When does one become obligated to unload and reload together with the owner? When he sees a fallen animal in a way that can be described as a pkia. As it says, when you see. When you encounter. And how far is the distance? The Chacham determined as being a distance of 266, 2 cubits, which is 1 7 of a meal. If a person was further away from a fallen animal, he's not obligated. It's a mitzvah for the terror to unload the animal without charge. Loading it, however, is a mitzvah for which one may charge. 
for the time, similarly for the time when one accompanies the animal for a parcel, one may receive payment. If a person finds an animal belonging to a friend found under its load, even if the Bailam are not with him, it's still a mitzvah um, to unload and reload it even if the owner is not present. It says, It says, You shall certainly help, you shall certainly lift, it implies that one must fulfill these mitzvahs in all situations. In Cain Lama Nemer Imai, why does the Torah say with him? Animal's owner. Now, if let's say the owner of the animal was there and goes off on the side telling the person, since it's a mitzvah, um, if you would like to unload it for yourself, unload it, so then he's not chayiv to help him. If the owner of the animal was old or ailing, the passerby is obligated to load and unload the animal by himself. An animal that has fallen is owned by a goy, but the burden is carrying is owned by a yid. So if the goy is the one driving his donkey, one is not obligated towards him. If not, one is obligated to unload and reload it because of the distress suffered by the Jew. If the animal that has fallen is owned by a yid, but the burden he is carrying is owned by a guy, one is obligated to unload and reload it because of the distress suffered by a yid. But, however, both the animal and the burden are owned by a guy, the passerby is not obligated to concern himself with the animal unless there is a possibility that animosity will be aroused. When the legs of a donkey owned by one of the donkey drivers in a caravan are shaky, his friends may not proceed. If it falls, the owner, the other donkey drivers may pass him. If one donkey was laden with a burden and another was carrying a rider. So if one donkey was laden with a burden and the other was carrying a rider and, and the way became too narrow for both of them, then the rider must move to the side to allow the laden donkey to proceed. If one donkey was laden with a burden, another was burdenless, the burdenless one must move to the side to allow the laden donkey to proceed. If one carrying a rider and the another was burdenless, the burdenless one must move to the side to allow the donkey carrying a rider to proceed. If both are laden with burdens, both riders are burdenless. The owner should negotiate a compromise. Um, there are criteria laid down when two ships that are passing through the same straits confront each other, and if they both try to pass the same time, they would sink. But they could pass one by one. Or let's say. Similarly, if two camels that are climbing on high pass confront each other, if they try to pass at the same time, they'd fall. But so what should they do? If one was carrying cargo and another was burdenless, the burdenless one should move to the side in favor of the one who was carrying cargo. If one was close to the port of the city from which is set out and one was further removed, 
So then, the further, the one that was closer should move to the side in favor of the one that was further removed. If they are both far removed, both closed, or both laden with cargo, and they both share the same difficulty, they should come to a compromise and reach a financial settlement between themselves. As it says, judge your friend with righteousness. When a person encounters two individuals, one whose donkey has fallen under his load and one whose donkey's burden has been loaded, unloaded, but who cannot find anyone to help him reload, it's a mitzvah to unload the fallen donkey first because of the discomfort suffered by the animal. And afterwards, he should reload the animal. When does this apply? When the two people, the encounters, are both friends or enemies. However, the one whose donkey must be reloaded is an enemy and the other is a friend, it's a mitzvah for the passerby to reload his enemy's donkey in order to subjugate his evil inclination. The enemy mentioned the Tater is not a goy but a yid. How is it possible that one Yid hate another Yid? Tera says you should not hate your brother in your heart. This is uh, referring to Chazal say, a person who, while alone, seeing a friend violated transgression and rebukes him, but the friend does not seize the, uh, the, the transgression. In such a case... It's a mitzvah to hate the person until he does tshuva. Mitzvah, that she has a tshuva, v'yashu mirishu. Afa bishadayin le'as a tshuva, metzvah niva b'masa, mitzvah litin v'lufrikim v'lein nechena neite lamas. Shema yisha v'shuma meinei v'yavli desakana. Even if he did not do tshuva, if one sees him in panic because of his cargo, it's a mitzvah to unload and reload him instead of leaving him inclined towards death. Maybe he tarry because of his money and be brought to danger. Tadik bidal nafshis yisrael, and the Torah was mocked on the nefesh of a yid. Ben Rishon ben Tzadikim. Ma'achashim nilvim heim Hashem ma'minim be'ikar das. For they are attached to Hashem and believe in the fundamentals of faith. Shnemer emer aleim chai oni nilma Hashem alikim yemechbetz b'meisar Rosher kim b'shuv Rosher midake v'choyo. Say to them, as I live, says Hashem, for the Lord do I desire the death of the wicked. I desire the wicked return for the path of the live. B'rich rachman the sign and bless be Hashem who grants assistance. Nigmar sefer achadasar bezos Hashem. We just finished now the eleventh book. Minyan Prakim Shla Sefer Zah Shnayim Vishishim 62. Hilchus Niske Mamin is Arba Asr Prakim is 14. Hilchus Gneva is Tisha Prakim is 9. Hilchus Gzela Vaveda Shmena Asr Prakim is 18. Hilchus Chevel Mazik Shmena Prakim is 8. Hilchus Vitsech Shmeras Nefesh is Shlaisha Asr Prakim is 13.